Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And in probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get-out-of-the-casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Ned's profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Ned's profile is great, mate. Um you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a couple that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value, but uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Neds. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On the Drift Podcast. G'day, champ. I was looking for some winners. Sure thing. Please hold. Moses won the 10,000 from Paolo Away goes Anima and the Rose Hill getting. But Home Affairs has made a mess of them. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence. Home Thunderstruck went boom over the top. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Thanks for waiting. No guarantees, but we'll see what we can do. Ah, sounds about right. Fireburn failed. Uh, who else failed? One Thunderstruck failed the other week. Maybe this opener's cursed. Marzu didn't win. Mm. But he was good. He was brave. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Nature will sue in the Everest. It's an interesting conversation, really. Like, Nature Strip out, out, who would you want to be the slot holder of? Ooh, that's a fantastic question with... No notice. Two modes of thinking. Mm. Do you go the tried and true? Yeah. So you go something like a Mask Crusader who ran second last year who's come back pretty well. Mm. Or do you go like a loss and running? I say fuck them. <laughs> I'm tossing up between two. Our boy Marzu mm. on what's sure to be a heavy deck. He's winding up. He's got some ticker. You know, he'll be cherry right for the big day. Uh, and probably a three-year-old like Jack and I. Yeah. Well, the three-year-olds are what? Giga Kick, please. Uh, Jack and O and probably In Secret, you'd say? Yeah. Surely they're going In Secret over Special K or Pulele. Yeah. Um, they make a decision this weekend. Well, yeah, they have, to. they have to, yeah. I'd love to see In Secret through a little three-year-old filly. Would she be, oh, was Shoals three or was she four when she contested the Everest? Four, I reckon. Yeah. Libertini, was she four when she had yep. her first one? So yep. would she be the first three-year-old filly, you think? I have to go back and check, but possibly. Yeah. yeah. So she'd have oh, – she'd be levitating through that race. 49 kilos or something. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, I actually – something I think I actually heard. Um, because Derby Day falls in October this year, they all have 49 kilos this year. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I was going to text you. I forgot to tell you that. I was That's like, brilliant. Because for those of you that are new to this podcast – the Empire Rose is run on Derby Day. Oh, God, yeah. And wow. there's a special type of horse, the Equinox, <laughs> and he backs it every year. A lightly weighted filly. 
in the Empire Rose carrying 49 kilos on her back. My goodness. Yes, please. <laughs> Empire Rose is one of my favourite races. I think I've picked the winner like nearly every year for the last five. Um, yeah, big a yeah. lot of time for that race. Mm. Mm-hmm. Will we see a three-year-old filly contest the Empire Rose this year? I sure hope so. Not going to be Zoo Gotcha. It's not going to be Zoo Gotcha. She was brilliant on the weekend. She's mm. heading for a spell. Um, She's earned it. She's earned it, mate. Um, Chris Waller, look after your horses. They'll look after you. She'll come back in the autumn and I'm sure you she'll be- with Chris or something. Personally, yeah. Um, I actually asked him not to go to the Queen's funeral because I was like, mate, I really need Zoo Gotcha to be top notch <laughs> for the flight stakes. He said, Declan, I see where you're coming from. I'm going to stay in Rose Hill. What a guy. What a yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what a result. So- Name of this podcast is Nuts Out. Because we put our nuts, well, I did, put my mm. nuts on the line. Well and truly on the chopping block. And I feel like we need to address it, right? The guillotine was being sharpened. And Cascadian just delivered the almighty crushing blow to my nuts. And now I'm gelded, which is a real shame. So not I'll, only are you dickless, yeah. you're also nutless. I know. <laughs> so shout out to social media for a second, right? So we had one of those reels go, you know, reach 15,000 or whatever. And people actually thought I was a dickless man, which is <laughs> utterly bewildering, honestly. It like, is beyond belief, mate. I Yeah. <laughs> the people, people commenting on that reel talking about you being dickless due to uh, oh, a COVID man. contraction. What disease is this? Oh, my God. Honestly. Really? He lost his penis. Oh, man. Honestly. And then- God yeah. bless. God bless people with uh, low IQs. Yeah. And then TikTok. Yeah, that one was a bit more- Had a bit more direct feedback from that one. So, thank you, guys. But, hey, completely deserved. Warranted. You know, we put 100%. ourselves we put ourselves out there and that means we can celebrate our wins but also have to drink up our losses and sometimes the drank is flattened. Absolutely. So there will always be the caveat, if even if we don't say, it's like, do your own research, you know. But do your own research. If you're going to put your hard earned on something, yeah. responsibly, of course, yeah. you know, of why course. are you listening to us two? Yeah. Honestly. I know. Honestly. Honestly. But what I did want to address is, you know, going from the shit house, but the next day the penthouse. Because <laughs> I made one of the great bets of all time in the NRL grand final the next day. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Real off the off the cuff one too. I was just looking through these markers. I'm like, oh, first try scorer, Clive double. Well, Stephen Crichton scored in the last two. I might might go him for first. And a hat trick of tries. If Dylan Edwards played well with a broken foot last year, surely if he has two working feet, he might go one <laughs> step better. Yeah, will will Big Chin Nathan go back to back? <laughs> no, the chin from the West did not go back to back. He played well though. Are they the most? Arrogant is that the most arrogant win you've ever seen? Like both like performance on the field and then celebration. Carry on afterwards. Oh, they would never lose in that game. So I guess that's a pretty arrogant victory. Um, in terms of the carry on afterwards, look, I um I probably have a bit of a, a different view to what a lot of people will like. What Paul Kent <laughs> PK PK just gone for him. Oh. Get over yourself, mate. Um, <laughs> Oh, look, yeah, were they saying some things that I don't agree with and that are a bit like we've got the biggest dick on in the room right now? Like, mm. yeah, but they also do have the largest yeah. fucking penis in the room, mate. <laughs> They've just won back-to-back premierships. They're an awfully young team. Yeah. 
They've won, um, f- what, f- across four grades yeah. over the weekend. So, you know, they're, they're just a group of men who are very confident yeah. in what they do and they, they talk the talk, mate, but they back it up. I, look, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Penrith, you know. There, there is a sense of arrogance there, but I think, you know, you've just won a grand final. You're on a bender play on. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I thought Appy Carousel was quite funny. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, the Tigers are terrible. <laughs> he's right. He's right. There's no roar behind the Tigers at all. There's no. no they're more no. like a meow. Yeah, they are. Little bunch. baby boys. Yeah. They're not the Geelong Cats, but. No. They're what? The West Kittens. Yeah, the Western Kittens. Yeah. Maybe should they, they should be the Magpies again. Actually, oh. Magpies are more formidable during swooping season, especially. I have. Have you ever been swooped? Oh, God, yeah. It's not a fun experience. I remember drew blood on me one one time. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think it remembered me. Yeah, must have. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know, don't know what I did to its family, but I thought I did nothing. Maybe you gave it a really bad tip. <laughs> <laughs> and, I lost, and I lost five grand. <laughs> it was just life savings. <laughs> dickhead. What a dickhead. Um, all right. Very elegant. V-E. A bit to discuss here. Okay. Do you want me? I reckon. You, you, what you need to do is, mate, you need to uh, just guide me. You've got the lights and I'm the plane. I'm the pilot. Yep. And you just need to direct me onto the runway and just lead me into what you want me to say. Okay. So she doesn't get a run in the Arc. Le Arc de Triomphe. No, she does not. And then she runs fourth last, fifth, fourth or fifth last in the mayor's race over there. Which was nearly run at the Melbourne Cup speed. It was fast. Yeah, yeah, horrific. You know, she was buried against the fence. Mark Zara may not have, may as well not have gone. Yeah. What I wanted to discuss with you is the ownership group. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how this has played out? Because it's quite strange and it's been strange for a couple of months. Look, it has been strange for a couple of months. Was it an ill-fated journey to France from the get-go? Hate to be a negative Nelly. I'd say so. But I believe so. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a silver lining type. Yeah. And what I've taken out of it mm-hmm. is, right, so VE, originally bred in New Zealand, um, comes over to Australia, but the original ownership group mm. – stayed in her up until the point where they were effectively bullied out of the ownership mm-hmm. because a select few high-profile owners decided to take her over to France to contest the arc <laughs> and fulfil their dream. Fulfil their dream. Let me just say this. Were said owners part of the original Ownership of very elegant. Wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. And there's another prominent horse who, I tell you what, took the spring carnival by the scruff of the neck and beat it senselessly <laughs> last year. The big eye incentivize mm. who had a change in ownership mm. prior to the spring carnival, went to Peter Moody stable. To quite arguably the worst silks in the game. Terrible silks. And those silks belong to none other than Buy-In Bray Sikowski. <laughs> Buy-In Bray. Declan, why is he called Buy-In Bray? Because he buys his way into these promising young ponies in Australia 
and just bullies his way through and makes all the decisions. The way he's been talking about very elegant, mate, throughout this entire French soiree mm. is as if he was the one who reached into the broodmare's you-know-what Yahoo <laughs> and pulled a very elegant out himself. Poor opulence has had a bray, buy in bray, <laughs> shoulder deep in her. And it's like he's cr- he's cradled this this very elegant bloody foal himself and raised her. It's just mm. like, mate, she's not your horse. She's I know not. I know the dollar figures are, mm. but she's not your horse. So mm. can you please not carry on as if she is? Mm. Same with incentivize. Mm-hmm. St- Steve Dragea, who bred him and trained him initially and owned him, mm. he got bullied out because basically they were like, Caulfield Cup is the goal. Steve Dragea was happy with that. Mm-hmm. Brained him in the Corfu Cup. One of the best runs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Dominant. Absolutely dominant. Five wide for 400 metres. Didn't exactly. matter. Didn't, Didn't matter. matter. Didn't matter. Just brained him. Mm. And then the Melbourne Cup was probably a bit of an afterthought, mate, because he won that so dominantly. Peter Moody, all prep, was like, Caulfield Cup is the, is the target, GF. target for this horse. Look, if he comes out of it, sure, we might th- throw a dart. Ran all through the winter. Mm-hmm. The Melbourne Cup just did him, mate. It absolutely did him. And well, Steve Dragay has come out and said, I didn't want him to run in that race. Mm. And the way he was sent back, mm-hmm. in, in Steve Dragay's words, he was not happy. No. And he's been in re- rehabilitation for more than 12 months now. Mm. He was down in the dumps. Now, who do you reckon mm. were the key drivers in that decision to send poor old Big Eye to the Melbourne Cup? Oh, Chasing glory. I have one guy in my sights. Who do you reckon? Buy-in. Buy-in. Buy-in Bray. So that's a pretty significant rant we've just had. Have we posted a big target on our foreheads? Maybe. Potentially. He's but, never he's never going to listen to this. He's never going to notice us, mate. No. But it's just our opinion. I just I, it's been a, it's been frustrating our champion mayor, the way mm-hmm. she's been treated over there. She like, yeah, see how she performs on the world stage. Like I appreciate that and I love mm-hmm. that, but the way it's sort of been handled and played out, mm. it was doomed from the start, mate. Yeah. Like, credit to him, right? He is – he's basically just made – he's seen an opportunity several times. Yeah. And, you know, he's gone like, how can we take this to the next level? But we don't know if – what they would have done without him. You know what I mean? That's how, like, say, incentivize and VE – I don't know when he bought into VE, to be honest. But, um, like, they, they're – they're good horses. They would have done – I reckon they would have done the job without him. I think incentivize particularly is just a freakish horse who if Steve Dragao decided to keep training him, mm. I still think he would have won the, Mel- the Caulfield Cup, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peter Moody's a master trainer, like yeah. without a doubt, one of the best we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I appreciate the change to his stable. But just the whole VE thing to Europe just – it stunk from the start. It did, yeah. It really did because I feel like Chris Wallow was not at all on board no. with it. Um, and then, yeah, when the original owners sell their share, it's like, what's ha- what's actually happening? Yeah. Then, yeah, Melbourne Cup last year, he buys Spanish Mission as well. It's mm. like, what what's happening here? What are you what what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, yeah. And look, I aside from all that, and, and regardless of the discussion we've just had, someone like him is still great for the game because he's a big investor, right? And he's going to be buying horses at, at yielding sales. You know, he's going to be buying 
horses from overseas, importing them, bringing them to our big race and enriching our game. But I just feel like some of the conduct, mate, is um, a bit second rate. Oh, God, yeah. But, like, uh, just looking at yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Gee whiz. So, he was bought by John Foot Bloodstock and Darren Weir Racing for $200,000 back in the day. And I'm seeing BF Sokolsky in the uh, – and Aussie Kerr, you know, he's another one of – Is he in VE? Yeah. Yeah. They're in cahoots, those two. They're in cahoots. Anyway, whether or not he was in the ownership <laughs> – Eight runs, four wins, three three seconds. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy. Bang. Anyway. Bang. Um, I think that's yeah. enough said about buying Bray. Yeah, but sorry for the rant drift. I just need uh, to get something off my chest. I agree. There's a few beers deep on Sunday talking to you about it. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to say something on the podcast. And I thought it was well said too. But hey, this weekend, mate, mm. we have three group ones at Caulfield to kick off the Caulfield Racing Carnival. Mate, it's a cracking weekend of racing. It is. It is. Now, track conditions. Let's talk about this for a second. Yep. So, Caulfield, as we are recording, is a good three. Yep. Now, worst, I've heard the track manager on Wednesday say, worst case, a soft six. Uh, best case, you know, good four. Brilliant. So, it's not going to be as as wet as I think they predict. So factor that into your calculations as you will. But let's kick it off with the modern power, mate. We finally get to see Zaki versus Animo. The yeah. long way to clash. Mm. The Cox Plate. This should be the Cox Plate. Um, Junior. Well, mini mini Cox play, but the Cox play pin, re- the pin plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Cox play from you know replay from last year. That's what it should be. Mm. Um, Animo's drawn barrier three, Zaki barrier seven. What are your thoughts? Oh man, can't wait! Cracking race. Um, get to see the heavyweights go up against each other. Same to you after the Unwood, Underwood, like. Oh, <laughs> Alligator Blood was awesome. Don't take anything away from him. But I'm sort of putting a line through a couple of performances there. Zaki was laying in, jumping jumping from 1,400 up to 1,800, not ideal. Mm. I'm thunderstruck. I thought he could have been ridden better. Mr. Brightside, his first go against the big guns, I, th- I think he's better than that. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be a cracking race, super close. Zaki rolls forward. Alligator Blood rolls forward from the outside gates. Young Mo. J-Mac on board, just sits behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, Caulfield Guineas last year, proven around the track. That was one of his peak runs. I think he drew the widest barrier uh, in that race. I mm-hmm. backed him, of course I did. Mo! <laughs> uh, cracking race, this is um, his biggest test. I think he'll pass it. Okay. Are you at all... Um Concerned about the lameness. Yeah, that is that is a query. It's got to be. Mm. I, tr- I trust Godolphin, mate. With with something worth fifty million dollars, if he wasn't right, they wouldn't be racing him. If he if they post that run, we're like, look, he's lame. He could probably resume his prep. We're mm. playing it safe. Mm. 
you know, no one, no one would begrudge them. They'd be yeah. like, yeah, okay, look after, look after my baby boy, Mo. <laughs> nah, yeah, oh, he, he's my on top selection. Oh, I think he'll stamp his authority as the rightful Cox, Cox Plate favorite post this race. Okay, all right. I think there's a there's a couple of bets that you can have in this race, right? Mm. None of them, none of which are actually for the Cox Plate. Uh, one is for the Caulfield Cup, which, in my opinion, is one of the most open uh, Caulfield Cups that you'd ever want to see. Now, if you think back to 12 months ago, what did non-conformists do in this race? Nearly ran down probably. You nearly did. Now, Graham Begg is just going through the exact same prep with this guy. Now, albeit he hasn't been as sensational, but... I reckon he's cherry ripe here and he's going to run a hell of a race into, say, fourth. He's 15 bucks in futures markets at the moment. He could start six bucks. What's he, what's he lugging for the Caulfield Cup? I think he's got – he's levitating. He's got oh, really? next to nothing. Oh, really? So I reckon he's a bet. He's a bet for that race. Mm. Getting back to the, this week, look, we were both probably wrong – uh, I can't really remember what we – I know, I remember what I said with Alligator Blood. I said he couldn't win and he definitely did. Um, I've been wrong about him all prep. The form around him standing up as well, like across both like over the mile and over sprint distances. Private I was fantastic on yep. the weekend. But this is this is still – I'm still not convinced. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping there's a bit of pace here and – I'm not I'm not 100% sure there will be. Jamie Carr on Zaki, I feel like he'll probably roll. I reckon they'll just go like, you know what, let's let's roll on this thing. Uh, he might actually sit outside alligator blood this time. Hopefully, we'll we'll see. And in the straight as well with Zaki, he actually got hit on the snout. And that about 100 from home, you actually see him balk at it and he actually loses a few and he actually stuck on okay, but he did lose some lengths there as well. Like if if we got hit on the snout, I think I think that would stop us in us in our tracks as well. But Animo is hundred percent the bet in, in this race. Yeah, like he you can't you can't surely not. Like I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Mister Brightside. They're the they're the queries at the distance for mine. Uh, Zaki, you know, is he potentially a better miler these days? You know, he's not getting any younger. Animo has just been absolutely fantastic this prep. Yeah, he, yeah, he. I think he wins. Yeah, I think so. Um, the horse at double figure odds, who I think is worth a shout if you want to look around. Uh, Animo Drifters is Mwanga. Mm. Gets out two thousand meters, which I think is is his go. He was brilliant finishing off in the Underwood um, against the tempo of the race. Mm-hmm. Ran fourth in a Cox Plate last year. Mm-hmm. Jeez, twelve bucks. That's pretty yeah. good odds with Neds. I, I agree. Mo for me. Richie Blinker's first time as well. Oh, bloody Richie. You should have been in the Metropolitan last week, son. <laughs> Sake, Richie. On the juice, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> but if he runs well here on the quick backup in a Caulfield Cup, could be a shout. Yeah. I'd have to think back, oh, think back, look back to um, Australian Derby, perhaps, raced up in Sydney. He might have been on the quick backup that week Not as sure. well. Can't remember. But, you know. Have a look yourselves. Uh, the Caulfield Guineas. Now, this I thought wasn't as straightforward. Um, I have a handful of chances. Yeah. How did you see the race? Oh, devastated that Alf Cabin was 
um, ruled out for the rest of the spring because he would have been my clear on top selection in this race. Mm. The way I'm looking at it is I think that Golden Rose form is the best form. Okay. Um, so Sydney form is the best form. Golden Mile, uh, your pick in that race, stuck on for really game fourth. If you watch the replay, he had to fight a fair bit to get across into the lead. Uh, I think he was caught four wide for a fair while mm. and then just sat outside the lead on a really hot pace and stuck on really well next mm. to Zoo Tiger. Um so for me, he gets an easier ride here from barrier five. He can sit just on pace, just behind the leaders. It looks to be a stack of speed in this race. I'm hoping that he can sort of lob himself just behind them and 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 pounce. I, th- I thought he sort of – he didn't look like he'd suit the mile last start, but the start before that in the Ming mm. Dynasty quality, he, he looked like he was hitting the line super strong and he wanted mm. a mile. So – I'm thinking maybe a bit of juice was taken out of him a bit too early last start slash staying at the 1400 didn't suit. So I feel like he'll be he'll be very hard to beat. I was sort of look, trying to look around him during this race and I was like, well, I'm looking for reasons not to back him as opposed to, you know, um, just, just thinking that mm. why can he win? And I think he's got more reasons as to why he can win. I think the Sydney form is better. So Golden Mile on top for me, but... I do admit there's a few other chances in this race I gave good consideration to. Tijuana, uh, Berkeley Square could very well be my derby bet. Uh, I think he's he's certainly got talent. Uh, horses like Meridius um, as well, um, amenable. So, yeah, there's a few that I'm considering that I did consider, mate, but, yeah, Golden Mile on top for me. Mm. What, what do you reckon? I, yeah, I – something was off for me and it – Potentially tactics were wrong. He just got a poor ride last time and not poor ride, but, you know, tactics were changed. He might need to take a bit more of a sit. Did all the hard work, stuck on well. Just can't – I can't see him running out a mile. He, is, he isn't running out a golden mile. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't be aptly named then, would he? <laughs> I've, I've looked at the horse that has just the right form around him and for me that's Barkley Square. And – not many horses win like like he did last time in the Exford played. Mm. That was unbelievable. Mm. Um, just I think when a when a young horse has the capacity to you know run see the gap and want to run through it, mm. he means hit the, hit the line. Yeah, oh, just and you know not only like he was like tenth at the at the furlong at the two hundred going to the line, and he still had a will to win. Outstanding win. Mm. Barrier seven, I feel like he can take a sit behind Golden Mile, just stalk him the entire race, Craig, hopefully, uh, just <laughs> peels out at the right time and then just hits the button too good. Um, like he's got uh, Boogie Dancer form around him. He beat home Tijuana last last start. Tijuana then came out and won at the Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's the one for me. Um they're talking if he wins this, uh, could be into the cox plate. Yeah, wow. That's what they're talking. So I think – and they'd have to pay a late nom to go there, but if Anamo fails this weekend, it's a wide open cox plate for me. Uh, mm. So why wouldn't you – other horses in the race, uh, Meridius, as you said, Tijuana, yep, Golden Mile, obviously. Um Osipenko, I can definitely forgive off one poor mm. run where it was hailing when the race went on. <laughs> so basically, 
And in out of that race, Menemal was brilliant, uh, running into third. And yeah, Meridius has beaten it home both starts this prep as well. So yeah, I think Berkeley Square, and then you know what? I'm a believer with Menemal as well. So that could be my two plays in the race. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Sick. Two rack. Now, if we're talking Berkeley Square as a Cox Plate chance. Said to you after this horse won at Sandown, I think this is the only thing that could beat it, beat Animo in the Cox Plate, and that's I wish I win. Mm. He's been outstanding since mm. landing in Australia. Yep, I can't, I can't see how he gets beaten here. Yeah, he just, he's drawn a bit sticky, but it doesn't matter. Oh, you, you find a spot midfield, um, find some cover if you're young Luke Nolan. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. He'll find a spot. He'll peel out um, and he'll ride him like he's the best horse in the race, which which mm. he is. He's got panels on these uh, in my humble uh, and he's well-weighted considering. Yeah, it's funny. Like, watching, his, watching his last two starts, so he went, he went from 1,400 back to 1,300 and still won like a horse mm. um, who wants further, even though he's back in distance. Um I think he's going to be better over 1,600 metres. I think he might be better over 2,000 metres. I, I think if he won this dominantly, then, yeah, Cox played. I, I still need to see more from him f- for me to be like, bro, you're the, you're the stick in the mud. You're the fly in the ointment for my boy Mo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, nah, I wish I went here for me, 100%. Um, other horses that create interest, I thought Tuvalu was brilliant in the Sir Rupert Clark. Mm-hmm. He loves a mile. He draws barrier one. He'll roll forward. Say, catch me if you can. Lightly weighted. Same with Gentleman Roy. Um, and Pinstripe creates a little bit of interest. Um, don't know if he's gotten any better since he was a three-year-old, though. So that's the query for me. 52 kilos. 52 keggers. Stack of speed in this race. Mm. So every every horse will get their chance, I think. Is it, is the rail true? Um, Caulfield this weekend? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. So I think so, yeah. they should all get their chance. Should all get their chance, especially if we're playing on like a soft five. Mm. So, yeah, I wish I win for me. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Um, yep, General and Roy, he just doesn't know how to run a bad race. Yeah, good honest horse, mate. Yeah. We love we love them. Call sign Mavs, probably over the odds at 21 bucks. Like, I think the horse that is well over his true odds, especially if it's only going to be soft five, soft six, that is Converge if he's heading here. That is a stupid price, $30. I think he's just found the wrong races. He's been against the absolute elite. Heavy tracks. Heavy tracks. He's much better on on top of the ground. Timmy Clark, Waterhouse Bot. How many times have we seen it? The thing is, is he's very inconsistent. He mm. he puts in two good runs and then he just is, does nothing for the rest of the prep. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want another one at decent odds, I think military expert mm. Jay Carr on board fifty two kilos is a pretty good bet. Mm. Uh, but no, nah, yeah. yeah, I, I wish I win's got to win this. I think he wins. I think he wins by two. Goes into the Cox Plate. He's fifteen bucks with the good people at Neds at, for the Cox Plate at the moment. If Where he runs in it, he won't be starting that price. <laughs> okay, um, best bets time. I, I believe I. Yeah. Did you have any from Sydney? I did have a couple of things in Sydney that I liked. Well, um, why don't you kick us off in Sydney? 
You just, you just get her up. <clears throat> so this guy would have been my best bet a few weeks ago, but he was scratched. Uh, race four, Sydney, the Roman console stakes, best of Bordeaux. Mm. He's $2.80 with Neds. He's better than these. If, if they're thinking Kumal stud for this fella, he's got to win. Mm-hmm. So I want to have a bet on him this weekend. Agreed. I think he looks awfully hard to beat, but I just don't know if he's back. The Natuno for Tony Golan is the one that I'm a little bit interested in, but I also did find that race quite difficult. Uh, race nine for me in Sydney. I've had a bit of luck with these three-year-old Oaks and Derby types resuming as a four-year-old. I think Honey Creeper could run a race here. Eight dollars fifty. The the issue is is if it's if it's Armageddon heavy, I don't think she wins. But Nash is back. Nash is back in the saddle, and I feel like hot Nash, very hot. Um, she was super first up. Fourteen hundred meters isn't her go. She gets out to the mile second up. I feel like that's suiting her profile. If it is super super heavy and it is on pace bias, Polly Gray is has to be the bet too. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, race six, Sydney, uh, number one, Zoo Tiger. If I'm mm. liking Golden Mile this weekend, I'm liking Zoo Tiger this weekend. Mm. Uh, he'll roll forward. Johnny O'Shea said during the week, I'm not going to take him down to Caulfield because he hasn't been around the track before. Don't want to do that to him. I'm going to keep him up here and win some easy ones. He was referring to this. Uh, he's $2.25 with Neds. He should win. I've been on this horse a few times, but put him into the same race multis. New Quinella, and that's number two, Basquiat. Basquiat. He might be a wet tracker. Do you know who's got form around him? Golden Mile. Golden Mile. Kaibu. Kaibu, good form. Yep. Uh, it's a real shame. <laughs> <laughs> but he might be a wet tracker. Like, we haven't really, like, his early form, you know, Hawkesbury, Warwick Farm, Doombin, you know, he's never run outside the Quinella. And then when he was on a soft track, he was. You know, beaten five lengths by Kaibu. So, fair enough. He's the fit horse. He might he might just need it wet. Um, I'm done in Sydney. Um, one more race to make note of in Sydney, race seven, the Gloaming Stakes. I think you've got your spring champion winner in this race. And it's going to be either Williamsburg or Sharp and Smart. I couldn't split them on the weekend. Drifters, Williamsburg's $4.20, $4.20 with Neds and Sharp and Smart's $3.80 with Neds. He's never seen a heavy deck, which is a mm. query on him. Williamsburg laps it up. I was on him last start. Quick back up. What did I say about quick back up? Wet to wet. Back him. Balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what they say. That is what they say. I've got a few at uh, Caulfield, actually. I thought I wouldn't have that many, but kick us off then, son. Race two, number four, Purple Sector. This horse hasn't won for two years, but I reckon he can this weekend. You're getting a, still getting a bit of a price. It's been hard to run down this prep. Yeah, he <laughs> bloody has. He really has. But some of the form around him, right? Old Flame, good horse, top ranked. Now Epsom winner. Love to see it. Love to see that. Um, you know, I feel like that form's good enough here. Yeah, gotcha. Old, old Flame, two dollars eighty, but it's three kilo swing this time. Oh yeah. So I feel like Blake Shin can get the job done for Big Purple. And he's only raced the Melbourne way of going two times. Right. And the last time, uh, the first time he did that, he actually won as like a $2 favourite. 
Gotcha. So purple sector for me. Uh, race three, Caulfields. There is few young three-year-old fillies. There's one who's extremely lightly raced, but Stable has enormous wraps on her. Uh, one really well in Geelong and debut. That's number 16, Sweetened. Mm. Ask me how I feel about those silks. How do you feel about I those silks? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> She'll run a race at 12 bucks for Neds. There you go. Uh, you can Quinella her in with number 10, Kin. All dressed up, nowhere to go. Absolutely nowhere to go. Till about 100 metres, got out, hit the line hard. Brilliant run. Um yeah, I think she is well over the odds. Six dollars fifty looks a nice bit. Oh, good year. Uh, race four, no, nothing. Jeez, oh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Race five, sorry. Race five. Now, track has to be in that soft five range. I'd say this horse is a bet, and not only a bet in this race, but a bet in the Melbourne Cup. And that's Regal Lion number nine. That was an outstanding win last start at Sandown. He absolutely dominated him. He had he no did. right to win that. He did, yeah. Now, Caulfield might not be his track. He might be a Flemington pony. But $8 to find out. Sheesh. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a bit of that. How's uh, She-Raz going? Going well. He was scratched last start for this race. He'll run really well. Um an each way play, I'd say, with with Neds uh, for this weekend. He's going to the cup, so that's his GF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, any other bets in Caulfield? Uh, yes, in the Shalaki Stakes, race six. Gee whiz! <laughs> I was going to tip him in the Moyer, and mm. I changed to Rothfire. Mm. Look, he finished sixth, but his last 100 metres looked sharp. I reckon this is a bit of a tune-up for the Everest for the big fella. That's number one, Paul Laley. 270 with Neds. Yeah. I reckon he's a better horse than ingratiating. Well, ingratiating is like he's got a bit of the converges about him. Mm. He just puts in when he wants to. Mm. Mm. It was a very good win last start, but it's against his South Time who that horse – in his own league. He has a bit of a think about it. Uh, but, yeah, Paul Ailey, nice. What about Shelby? I think he needs another five weeks in a row to get to where he needs to get to. Just disappointing. How many runs it? Guess how many runs he's had last 12 months? Shelby, 66. 40. 20. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Every second week. My God. Give him a rest. Uh my last bet outside of my best mm. is race 10. Number three, Zapateo. God, yeah. They're, th- they're thinking she might be in the Everest. That Get off and have options. Get off and have options. Not a winning option, I'd say, but um, they have options. They do. Uh, if you have form around Eduardo and the best, around the best sprinters in the country, I feel like you're going to take care of these. Yeah, you take care of these. So... Yeah, Zapateo. I was going to put her as my best of the day, but my best of the day is a smash mouth bet. <laughs> smash mouth. I'm a believer. And that is I wish I win in the two-rack. I think I'm a believer, baby. You're a believer. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I was going to put him as my BB as well. Mm. Um, but you know what? Just to put my dick on the table, because I think this guy wins at Cox Play. I'm going to say Animo is my best bet. Yeah. Mo! <laughs> yeah, Mo can be my best bet on the weekend. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Take me on. Talk shit about me on social media. Why Comment not? below when he doesn't win. <laughs> There'll be no comments because he'll win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, now, our weekend. It's our 99th episode, by the way. Sheesh. Hell of a journey. Um, so we're bringing up the ton next week, which is exciting. But on Saturday. Now, we brought this up about six weeks ago. <laughs> And, you know, spicy coughs and other things got in the way. We're busy boys. Uh, but, yeah, keep a tab on our um, social media accounts. But, yeah, we'll be doing a live stream on Saturday for the first time, which is exciting. Really exciting. Um, yeah, so basically we can't have, like, the races showing, but it'll no. just be us watching the races. Agreed. Um, so if you want some shitty banter, some shitty commentary, if yep. you want to – Some shitty tips. Yeah, get our thought process uh, prior to each race. We talking group ones, talking quaddies, um, debriefing. Yeah, I reckon it's worth a watch, drifters. If you're part of the fan club, have a have a go. Why not? Probably be on YouTube, I'd say. YouTube It'll definitely streaming. be on yeah. our YouTube channel. So subscribe to be notified of all of that good stuff. Uh, tipping comp will be back this week. It's in our link in bio, our show notes, all that good stuff. Um, who won last week? Uh, forget his name. Apologies, mate. Don't know. Used to work with Prue. Anyway, um, lives in Sydney. Matt. Matt. Well done. Uh, but yeah, enter that. It'll be at Caulfield, obviously. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it from us. It's about it. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the racing this weekend, and then your boy. Trackside for the Everest. Oh, baby. Mm, mm, mm. Cannot wait to see NS in the flesh. How good. All right. Haru. See ya.